This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Check out Unpacking Israeli History Podcast. From the history of infamous terror groups, Hamas and Hezbollah, to the story of Nakba, to Israel's disengagement from Gaza in 2005, there's so much to uncover. Unpacking Israeli History cuts through the noise and helps you understand Israel's present through understanding Israel's history. Catch up on previous seasons and enjoy new episodes from Season 6 each week. So, educate yourself. Learn the history behind the headlines. Find Unpacking Israeli History wherever you listen to podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey everyone, it's Eves. Just wanted to let you know that you'll be hearing an episode from me and an episode from Tracy V. Wilson today. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to this day in history class from HowStuffWorks.com and from the desk of Stuff You Missed in History Class. It's the show where we explore the past one day at a time with a quick look at what happened today in history. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Tracy V. Wilson and it's November 7th. The Russian government was overthrown in the Bolshevik Revolution on this day in 1917. The date is also noted as October 25th because Russia was using the Julian calendar at that time. There were ongoing economic and social issues in Russia. By the turn of the 20th century, it was one of the poorest countries in Europe. Most of the people living in Russia were peasants, and up until 1861, they had actually lived as serfs. 1861 is when Russia abolished serfdom. There was, by the 20th century, a growing minority of industrial workers in Russia, but they were also extremely poor. These conditions had led to an earlier revolution in 1905 when Russian workers went on strike in huge numbers. This 1905 resolution really started when troops opened fire on peaceful demonstrators who were petitioning Tsar Nicholas II for change. At least 500 people were killed when that happened. Even though Russia was really economically struggling at this point, it entered World War I in 1914, and the war itself was not popular at all among the Russian people. Russia's involvement was also economically catastrophic. There were food shortages and fuel shortages. All of these issues that the Russian poor had already been facing were just compounded by the war. Russia was also home to numerous ethnic minorities who were marginalized in the face of all of this, and the war just made it worse. 
The February Revolution swept through Russia in March of 1917. It is called the February Revolution because, in the Julian calendar, it was still February. Like the 1905 revolution, a big factor was a protest against food shortages. Tsar Nicholas abdicated the throne after this, ending the Romanov family's rule of Russia, and that a committee of the Russian parliament created a provisional government which continued Russia's involvement in World War I. This provisional government faced some immediate challenges to its power, though. The Petrograd Soviet of Workers and Soldiers' Deputies really was able to take control of the military almost immediately. The provisional government was reorganized repeatedly over the next several months, and then on November 6th, Vladimir Lenin led the Bolshevik Party in a coup d'etat of this provisional government. It started with occupying government offices and then entering the Winter Palace and arresting leaders on the 7th. The provisional government had been created from Russia's elite. They were affluent, they were capitalist, The Bolshevik party, on the other hand, wanted Russia to be ruled by the common people. They wanted the country's peasants and workers and soldiers to be the ones making the decisions. Lenin was made head of state of this new communist government after the revolution. This wasn't the end of the conflict in a very turbulent 1917 for Russia, though. The Russian Civil War started later in the year. The White Army, which was made up of anti-Bolsheviks, fought against the Bolshevik government's Red Army. The Civil War went on until 1923, with the Bolsheviks winning and establishing the Soviet Union. So when people say the Russian Revolution of 1917, they're really talking about both the February Revolution, which toppled the Romanov family and the imperial government, and the October Revolution, which replaced the provisional government with the Bolsheviks. Thanks very much to Casey Pegram and Chandler Mays for their audio work on this show. You can subscribe to This Day in History class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And you can tune in tomorrow for a brand new phenomenon. There are some stories in Jewish history that are so bizarre, so fascinating, so completely wild that they feel like they're straight out of a movie, but they're all true stories. Join hosts Yael Steiner and Jonathan Schwab on Jewish History Nerds for a new season of intrigue, mystic realms, and bloody battles. In season three of these podcasts, you'll meet an ancient Arabian king who converted to Judaism in a struggle for power, a mysterious author who created amulets and performed Kabbalistic exorcisms, and a can't-miss story of a female Hasidic Rebbe whose story unfolds like a real-life yentl to challenge societal norms. Jewish history nerds will keep you on the edge of your seat as you learn all about some of the craziest and most amazing yet largely unknown stories that fill Jewish history books. Find out what happened, how it happened, and why each story still matters today. Don't miss Jewish History Nerds Season 3, hosted by Yael Steiner and Jonathan Schwab. Find Jewish History Nerds wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. 
style. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey y'all, I'm Eves, and you're listening to This Day in History Class, a podcast for people interested in the big and small moments in history. The day was November 7th, 1919. U.S. federal agents and local police conducted raids across the United States that targeted radical leftists, communists, and anarchists. The Palmer Raids, as they are known, took place during the Red Scare that sprang up after the Russian Revolution and World War I. The raids led to the arrest of thousands of people, but many people, including the Assistant Secretary of Labor, objected to the raids. During World War I, anti-immigrant sentiment was fueled by patriotism, by immigrants' actual political views, and by imagined fears surrounding their political loyalties. After the Russian Revolution of 1917, many Americans feared communist revolutionaries would try to take over the United States. Many Southern and Eastern Europeans were migrating to the United States, and there was a lot of labor unrest, stoking U.S. paranoia of communist threats. The Espionage Act of 1917 and the Sedition Act of 1918, which was actually just amendments to the Espionage Act, criminalized different forms of speech, including disloyal or abusive language about the form of government of the United States. Many suspected radicals were prosecuted under these acts. In April and June of 1919, anarchists attempted to carry out a mail bomb plot that targeted prominent politicians and businessmen, setting off a wave of arrests and sensational stories in the press. One of the people targeted by the bombings was Attorney General Alexander Palmer, who had a bomb explode in front of his house, which was largely destroyed in the blast. 
After the bombings, Palmer announced in a statement that the attacks would, quote, only increase and extend the activities of our crime-detecting forces. Palmer created the General Intelligence Unit in the Department of Justice, and he recruited J. Edgar Hoover, who worked at the Justice Department, to be his special assistant and chief of the unit. Hoover reported that radicals were an issue that needed to be handled with urgency, and Palmer noted the threats of anarchists, Bolsheviks, and Black people who were deemed radicals. Palmer and Hoover orchestrated raids and mass arrests under the Sedition and Espionage Acts. The U.S. government's Commissioner of Immigration signed the warrants for the raids. The raids began on November 7th, the second anniversary of the October Revolution and Bolshevik victory in Russia. People who were suspected of being radicals were arrested, even if they had not committed any relevant political acts. Authorities arrested many people without the proper warrants. Raids took place in cities across the U.S., including at the Union of Russian Workers headquarters in New York. Notable anarchists like Emma Goldman and Alexander Berkman were arrested. The raids continued into December, and another round of raids began in January of 1920. Most of the people arrested were released, but many had also been detained without trial for an extended time and weren't told their charges. In December of 1919, 249 accused radicals were deported on a ship called the Buford. In the end, around 3,000 people were detained and even more arrested, and hundreds of foreign citizens were deported. While many people supported the raids at first, public opinion shifted in response to the violations of civil liberties, and the Labor Department canceled many of the warrants used in the raids. As people questioned the constitutionality of the operation and the National Civil Liberties Bureau challenged the Sedition Act and Palmer's actions, support for the raids crumbled. Palmer attempted to trump up fear in the U.S. by saying there would be a communist uprising on May Day 1920. But when the attack did not happen, Palmer's credibility declined even more. Later that month, the American Civil Liberties Union issued a report documenting the government's illegal activities during the raids. Palmer ran for president in 1920, but lost the Democratic nomination. Fear of a communist threat and anti-immigrant sentiments would remain part of the national consciousness for years after the Palmer raids. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. Spend some of your daily social media time with us at TDIHC Podcast. You can also shoot us an email at thisday at iheartmedia.com. I truly hope you enjoyed today's show. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise, the fall. 
and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.